This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News, Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. Alabama Senator Tommy Tuberville says the fight to redefine gender through the interpretation of Title IX has now come down to a fight between good and evil. Tuberville called into FM Talk 106.5 out of Mobile and talked to 1819's political editor Jeff Poor about Joe Biden's agenda in public schools. Joe Biden came out about, I guess, about four months, four weeks ago and just right before the 50th anniversary said, we're going to change Title IX. We're going to change the definition of sex uh, that uh, boys can, if they feel like it and they feel like that they're that they're they're a woman that they can compete against women. Uh, it's a total uh, degradation of of our country. It's good versus evil, and uh, we've got to get God back in our country, Jeff. This country is not going to make it. We have got to start fighting back and start speaking up. Uh, but you know, for some reason, uh, people don't want to do that. They they want to put. Uh, uh, I don't know what it is. It, it's it's they want to put pride in front instead of going out and really talking about the things that really happen and, and make a difference here in our country. And that's God um, being on the front uh, burner for everything that we do, uh, especially when it comes to this uh, uh, transgender uh, and uh, Title IX uh, mishap that we're having as we speak. Overall, this is how the senator summarized what he sees going on in the nation's capital among those in Congress. But American people just need to understand, you know, this government up here is running for themselves. This government is uh, its of the, of the government, by the government, and for the government. It's not for the people. And uh, it's not looking out for the best interests of farmers, families. Uh, it's just been hit. We, we're being attacked from all sides, and they want to change our country into big government socialism. And uh, we're headed in that direction. And it's going to be an ugly a transition if we don't get control of it. So we'll, we'll uh, hopefully the American people, not in Alabama, but in several, some of the other states, wake up and smell the roses. A federal lawsuit is filed against the University of Alabama at Birmingham by a former student who says her rape case was mishandled. The female student says she was sexually assaulted by a UAB football player when she was seeking to get supplies for a science project. The plaintiff says that she reported the crime to UAB officials and three university police officers, but was met with deliberate indifference and a lack of response. She said that caused her to have mental health breakdowns during her time at the school. She has since withdrawn. The board of trustees at UAB deny any wrongdoing and responded to the lawsuit with a list of their actions following their awareness of the sexual assault. UAB says that they acted promptly and in compliance with the law and with Title IX policies. An attorney in Dothan is facing DUI charges for the second time. 57-year-old Valerie Judo was stopped by a Dothan police officer for driving erratically, and she ended up being booked into jail this past Tuesday night. Judah's mugshot for her time in jail looks pretty rough. Dothan police say that is because the attorney was wearing high heels and fell while she was being walked into jail. This left the attorney with facial injuries, including a massive black eye. A Baldwin County man is grateful to be alive after a bout with the flesh-eating bacteria known as Vibrio vulnificus. Bo Cook knew within 24 hours that he had a medical problem after he cut his finger while fishing in the Gulf Coast waters this past May. 
The bacteria first infected his hand and then quickly spread to his armpit and then further, sending him to the emergency room days later. Cook was in such bad condition his family was told by the doctors he wasn't going to make it. Cook ended up spending 40 days at the hospital in Fairhope and endured six different surgeries. Cook says he has been fishing for 30 years and is a charter boat captain who has handled dead fish for a long time, but he never expected this to happen. His story is a good reminder in the summer months to not go into Gulf Coast waters with a cut or open sore on your skin. This is how bacteria can enter the human system and spread. Also, eating undercooked or raw seafood, like oysters, is another way the bacteria enters the body. Volnificus vibriosus tends to emerge during the summer months of May through September, when the Gulf Coast waters hit a certain temperature that allows that bacteria to flourish. The voice of the Crimson Tide is not going to be at the microphone to start off the football season this year. Eli Gold is having health issues that will keep him from anchoring the football broadcast indefinitely. Chris Stewart will be filling in for Gold. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news... Just this past Tuesday, three states held their party primary voting for state and congressional races. In two cases, there will be female-only candidates from the Democrat and Republican Party that will square off against each other. In Arizona, Trump-endorsed Republican Carrie Lake has won the primary race over Mike Pence-endorsed Republican Karen Taylor Robson. Once this party primary is officially called for Lake, she'll go up against Katie Hobbs in the Arizona gubernatorial race, since Hobbs just won the Democratic nomination, Hobbs has been serving as the Secretary of State in Arizona throughout the massive election fraud investigations and audits that were conducted following the 2020 presidential election. The results of all of that has caused some of those within the Arizona legislature to even seek to decertify the 2020 results. Carrie Lake went on Real America's Voice following the primary to talk about how her campaign strategized to win in a state that still allows mail-in ballots. Despite all the fraud that's been exposed in that area, Lake appeared to be 10 points behind Tuesday afternoon, but then pulled ahead. Well, you know, I, I, I never saw myself as 10 points down. I just saw that they didn't have all the ballots in. and We knew that, that my opponent would do well early on with some of those mail-in ballots. That's kind of the, the crowd that she was reaching out to. Um, we also had told our, our people if they got a mail-in ballot to drop it off day of, and those haven't been counted. So I think our lead is just going to expand, expand, expand. I'm going to guess we win by eight points, maybe ten. And there were a lot of shenanigans going on. So, um, you know, we knew the shenanigans were happening. We knew that the first batch to be counted was going to go to my opponent most likely. It was just an emotional roller coaster, though, because we knew our opponent our uh, supporters were there and wanted to celebrate this historic victory. So we just, we waited it out. And when we started seeing um, the, the numbers come in as big as they were for day of voting, we just, we never seen anything like it. The people in our war room said they've never seen anything like it. We won every single County before we won Maricopa County. We won, we were winning with every other County, which has never happened where you win rural Arizona at the numbers that we did. And that just shows that rural Arizona has been ignored for far too long, and that ends now. They are finally going to get uh, the attention they deserve. And I'm just so excited to start taking on Katie Hobbs. There's a lot to work with there, and I believe we're going to have a historic victory um, in November. In Michigan, Tudor Dixon handily won the Republican nomination to run for governor there, 
That will put Dixon up against another female Democrat, incumbent Governor Gretchen Whitmer, who is seeking another term. Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi will be wrapping up her visit to Southeast Asia as her husband's attorneys appear in a Napa County courtroom to enter a not guilty plea for her husband. Mr. Pelosi made the headlines for causing a two-car crash while driving under the influence of alcohol and an unknown substance. This occurred in May of this year. Police records reveal that Mr. Pelosi made it known to the officers arriving at the crash scene that he is a long-standing donor to the California Highway Patrol Scholarship Foundation for Children. Police describe Mr. Pelosi as unsteady on his feet, red watery eyes, slurred speech, and a strong odor of alcohol on his breath. Mr. Pelosi's blood alcohol was pegged at 0.082%. The driver of the other car involved is reporting injuries from that crash. In another case, a judge is now suggesting that Visa credit card company has knowingly profited off of child pornography. California District Judge Cormac Carney is presiding over a lawsuit case against the company MindGeek. That is the parent company of Pornhub. The plaintiffs in the lawsuit are rape and abuse survivors who say they are further victims of porn revenge that was posted on Pornhub, and they consider Visa a co-conspirator for processing payments to MindGeek. Judge Carney determined that Visa must remain in the case as a defendant, saying they hold some responsibility for allowing MindGeek to continue a payment network that was monetizing child pornography. Visa maintains that those who posted the videos are the ones who caused the harm and that as a company, they do not tolerate illegal activities. They pointed out how they suspended merchant privileges to MindGeek back in 2020. However, the lawsuit also reveals that Visa later restored all those website services to mind geek. And there's more coming out about the mindset of a young man who planned to assassinate Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh. 26-year-old Nicholas Roski was arrested before he could complete that plan. He was arrested by Secret Service. Turns out that Roski was actually hoping to assassinate three justices before their ruling could overturn Roe v. Wade. Investigators have also found out that Roski had several online social accounts where he claimed to be a trans woman named Sophie. In some of those conversations, as Sophie, Roski revealed his plan to stop the ruling on Roe v. Wade by taking out at least three conservative judges. The other person in the conversation with Roski responded with some pretty clear insight and told Roski that killing judges isn't going to change anything and that the whole government is effed up and there's no fixing that. A recent poll by Trafalgar Group and a convention of states supports the previous statement made by that online person. The survey of Americans shows a very low opinion of government bureaucracies like the CDC, IRS, EPA, and NIH. 58% of those polled say the federal agencies have grown too large and serve only their political interests. Only a third of Americans believe they actually serve the people. 72% of Democrats that took part in the survey still trust these agencies, 89% of Republicans and 54% of independents do not. They say everything has a political motivation within these agencies. The survey was done this past July among 1,080 general election voters. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. If you're enjoying The Daily Detail and benefit from these reports, please feel free to copy a link and send it on to someone else who you think will enjoy it as well. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 